You are listening to Weight Loss Made Real, and this is episode 130. I'm your host, master weight loss coach and author, Cookie Rosenblum. Today and every Tuesday, I will be your coach and your guide to help you end that emotional eating and lose that extra weight. If you just found me, welcome. And if you are a regular listener, welcome back, my friend. Here is where we talk about your habit of emotional eating, which is the main focus of all the coaching I do. This is where coaching meets psychology, which meets brain science, and this is where your problem ends. So get comfortable and get ready to be coached. Today's episode of Weight Loss Made Real, as always, is brought to you by the Freedom Group. Now, let's get started with our coaching session for today. Today, we're going to work on a topic that you may be very familiar with, and that is secret eating. And I'm calling this episode, Secret Eating, Who Are You Really Hiding From? Now, this is going to be a little bit of a different kind of coaching session for you. With the permission of some of my Freedom Group members, I'm going to share some of their thoughts on this subject, anonymously, of course, from a discussion that they were having in our private Freedom Group forum. So let's first just clarify, what do I mean when I talk about secret eating? Secret eating is eating where you have the intention to hide what you're eating or how much you're eating. So, of course, it's done alone. And when you do it, it feels like you have something to hide. It doesn't feel natural and it doesn't feel relaxed. Many of you say that you eat in secret most often when you're feeling angry or sad or stressed, and that food is a way to deal with negative emotions. For a lot of you, eating has nothing to do eating this way, nothing to do with the food itself. It's all about what's going on in your head. You may think that you're overeating food that you're not supposed to be eating, whether that's because you're trying to lose weight or you don't want to eat in front of your kids or in front of your friends. And it gives you a little feeling of excitement, kind of like a little thrill, but it's a little thrill that doesn't really last. So an occasional episode of secret eating is normal, but if you find yourself frequently eating in secret, kind of can be the sign of a larger issue. It used to be thought of as a precursor to binging or to other eating disorders, but that's not always true, not in my experience. So here we're going to look at the deeper mindset reasons why you might be eating in secret so you can begin to think about it and take it apart so that you can stop doing it. So what will it look like in your life. Can you relate to this? Here is that little sneak peek into our conversations with permission of these four women in my group, in the Freedom Group. See if you can relate. So this is what one of them said. I think it just doesn't count. Like it's a reward. I'm stealing for myself and only I know about it. From the outside world, people have always said things like, but I never see you eat. Do you ever eat? And the best thing I've heard is, you eat like a rabbit, always eating salad. In a weird way, I think people think I have so much control, so it's not my fault I'm fat. They think she must have a slow metabolism or maybe a thyroid problem. 
Crazy thinking, I know, but I created this whole story in my head, which explains away my weight problems to everyone else without having to take responsibility for my actions. It makes me think how crazy this sounds now. Here's what I think about what this woman said. She's thinking something like, I'm not sure I deserve a treat while I still need to lose weight. So I'm not confident taking this treat in front of others. I'm uncomfortable about what people think. So when I eat in secret and friends only see me eating very lightly, then they're sympathetic to my struggling with my weight. This lets me kind of off the hook, not having to be responsible for my own overeating. It's like I'm not only tricking others, but since I've come to believe my own story, I'm surprised that my extra weight isn't within my control. Also, I'm still looking at foods as being good or bad. So in front of people, I eat foods I consider good, which means to me, in my head, I'm good. And when I eat alone, it's usually foods I consider bad, which makes me bad. Now, these are my thoughts as Cookie, your coach. So I don't know that this is truly what this person is thinking under the surface, but that is my guess. Now, here's another member. I can relate. In front of people, I tend to be either all or nothing, either eat anything I want or extremely careful and healthy. Either way, I'm not at ease around food and often eat too fast. I really struggle in social situations, and if I do stick to my plan, I struggle to not sabotage myself when I get home later. I don't know why I keep sabotaging and cheating. So here's what I see and hear behind this member's thoughts. I really care about what others think of me. So I present myself in my eating as very confident, doing what I want, or very cautious, eating carefully in front of them. I have this habit of going to both extremes. So even if I eat carefully in front of others, at home, I will make up for it. To me, this is a habit, to me as the coach, this is a habit of being both the good part and the letting loose part. You've connected the two of them. And the letting loose part is always done alone. That's why they're linked together and one always follows the other. Now, here's another member who was in the same conversation. And she said, I think that I'll only enjoy this food if I'm by myself in my bed watching TV. To sit with others and eat that food is just not enjoyable. But then all I feel afterwards is shame. So here's my take on this situation. This woman possibly wants all the pleasure the food can give her. And you may relate to the story about sitting in bed, watching TV, and eating alone. Being with others while she's eating it is distracting her from that pleasure. And she feels shame afterwards because she knows this isn't how a natural eater eats. The food is still the same food with the same degree of pleasure when you eat it alone and when you eat it with others. But it sounds like she's created this habit of believing that it's better when you could be totally focused on it. And you've linked it with cuddling up in bed, which is comforting, and watching TV, which is entertaining. So you have the food surrounded by other sources of pleasure. But since you're doing it solo and secretively, you know it's not what you really want to be doing. 
And here's the last comment from another person in the group. I am a sneaker too. I'll go out to dinner with friends and eat a modest amount. When I get home and I'm alone, I'll devour the leftovers and anything else I can get my hands on. It's like the modest eating feels restrictive to me. So when you're used to overeating, you get used to feeling overly full regularly. When you eat with friends and you eat in a modest way, maybe what you see them eating, and that's the amount that you're giving yourself, that amount doesn't feel like enough for you. Your body may have had enough, but you're not used to that feeling. You tell yourself that you're deprived because you're not having as much as you really want as what you're used to. And so you make up for that when you're alone. Your lower brain is telling you that you've restricted your eating. So it's like you're talking yourself into overeating and eating fast when you're alone. So this is something we don't usually do on the podcast. What we do in the Freedom Group is private, but these women have all given me permission to talk about this anonymously because they want an answer. So can you relate to these stories? Can you relate to their thoughts? Is this you? Where you don't eat much when you're eating with others, but you overdo it when you get home. Maybe you take a tiny taste of a treat at the office, like birthday cake for someone, but then you stop on the way home and buy and eat a much larger quantity. Or maybe you hide food if somebody walks in on you while you're eating. Did you ever eat a whole bag of cookies or a whole bag of chips that you didn't plan to and you feel ashamed so you hide the bag, right? You make sure you throw it out so nobody else will see it. You might even find yourself eating in a ladies room where you won't be interrupted or in your car after a drive-through. Maybe your choice in a restaurant is influenced by what everyone else is eating so you don't get what you really want and then you make up for it later. Or maybe you've been cleaning up food after a meal or a party and eating some of it as you throw it out and as you put it away. So what do you think that makes you do this habit of eating in secret? Part of it is that you're having black and white thinking, meaning two extremes, either you're good or you're bad. Either the food you're eating is good or bad. You care a lot about what others think of you, and you try to live up to some made-up, unrealistic high standard that you don't even really know people are thinking. It also can be a little bit of not being honest with yourself and not even paying attention when you are eating. Maybe you're eating fast. Maybe you're eating standing up at a counter. Maybe you're eating while you're driving or while you're cooking, and then you eat a whole other meal when you're done cooking. So you're not paying attention to what and how much you eat. You don't really get the satisfaction that you're looking for. And so when you're alone, it feels like you're almost desperate to get what you're not giving yourself in other places. And you might be thinking things like, I shouldn't eat this. This is bad. This is forbidden. I can't have it. So I have to hide it. Remember, everything you do comes from a feeling. And that feeling of needing to be secret, of being ashamed, being embarrassed, being uncomfortable comes from what you're thinking. You might be thinking, well, I'm overweight, so I don't want people to see me eating. 
People will think I shouldn't be doing this. People will judge me because I'm already overweight and I'm eating something that most people would consider fattening. By the way, even if you have extra weight, you still need to eat. And the guilt you have and the fear of being judged are both real, but these feelings are coming from thoughts created by you. I'm being bad. That creates shame or guilt. Sometimes I see that people can't enjoy something unless they're alone. They see the food as pleasurable and they're trying to protect that pleasure. They don't want to dilute it. So they eat it away from others and they don't want to hear or feel someone's judgment about them. And possibly you don't even want to hear your own judgment. So taking the food to a place or a time where you can be alone makes you think you're having a secret, much deserved pleasure. I wonder in some cases if you're not getting enough pleasure from other parts of your life. So you need or want this and you're protecting it. You might also use secret eating or private food or whatever you call it to give yourself a reward, something that you tell yourself you deserve and you want to focus on it and relish it and savor it. And maybe you do, but that enjoyment of it is brief because this is a false pleasure. And like most false pleasures, that taste and that eating pleasure end pretty quickly. We're not talking about a true binge where you might eat for hours, but even when you think you're doing it for pleasure, you most likely don't feel great afterwards. So what's another way to look at this habit? Well, when you eat in secret, what is the fact? What is an indisputable fact? You are eating food. Making it good or bad comes from thoughts that are judgmental about you. Eating is natural and you need to eat. I want you to think something like, I am the only one whose opinion of me and what I eat matters. If I know I shouldn't be eating this way, I will deal with my habit, but it doesn't matter what people think of how I eat. Now, how could you retrain yourself so that you stop practicing this habit? Well, go back to the ground rules. If I am hungry, I will eat. And remember, you have to ask yourself that question to know if you're hungry. I will choose what to eat based on my own guidelines. Once I decide, I will eat as close to that hunger as I can, even when I'm out with others. I do not hide my eating. If I am hungry, I can eat wherever I am, whoever I am with. Remember that what others think of you or anything else comes from their mind and their thinking, and you have no control over that. And if they are judging you, so what? You need to be honest with yourself. And I want you to think that I need to be honest with me. If I wouldn't eat this or this much in front of others, why is it okay to eat it in private? Because I'm still eating it in front of me. I am still here. I'm eating behind everyone's back and my own back too. These are thoughts that I want you to borrow and find one that resonates with you and try it out. Because how will those thoughts make you feel overall? Probably determined and a little more confident about what you're doing. And what am I asking you to do? I'm asking you to commit to being yourself and get excited when you do it even once. 
deal with the old thoughts that will come up that will tell you that people would really disapprove if they saw what you really wanted to eat. Because how you live and how you eat when no one is watching is the same as how I want you to live when other people are watching. This is the authentic you. This is how you live without feeling conflicted. So what am I going to ask you to do this week? You know, there's going to be an action step. Think about this. Do you eat in secret now? First, know that you are not alone as you hear from this coaching session. But this habit keeps reinforcing the belief that something's wrong with you. That's why you need to stop. Think about why you do it. What is your thought about wanting to be secret with your food? Do you have an idea of where it came from? We don't have to go back and analyze your past, but just casually, do you know what developed, what created the habit? And if you don't, that's okay. Then we need to move forward, right? We don't want to stay stuck in analyzing and wondering about the past. So think about what would be a bridge thought to help you get comfortable with you eating in front of others. Of all the thoughts that we talked about a few minutes ago, what could you borrow and adopt and practice when you're in an eating situation, and I want you to get used to eating like you. Check in with your hunger, eat until you're comfortably satisfied, and then close the meal. And don't, if it comes up that you want to do something on the way home or when you get home, just know that that's your habit. You can observe it coming up. You can feel the pull of it, but you don't have to act on it. All right, my friend, that is it for this subject in our coaching session today. You know what you're going to think about and you know what you're going to focus on this week. I want to thank you for choosing to be here with me today and make listening to these short coaching sessions a part of your day because it tells me that you care about yourself, that you have not given up on ending this habit. Now, if you'd like to connect with me on a deeper level, join me in my free Facebook group called Weight Loss Made Real, where we talk about this podcast and I help you take these action steps that we talk about here each week. The link to the group is in the show notes. I hope to see you back here next week where we will continue to work on both your emotional eating and general overeating step-by-step until they both become something you used to do. We both know that is your ultimate goal. So for now, this is your Coach Cookie reminding you that as you search for answers, keep it real, just like you. And I will see you next week.